Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog-ear this for now. This is the 7th Annual Comedy Forecast April Podcast Today Spectacular. And it has been brought to you every single day in the month of April by the Comedy Forecast patrons on Patreon.com. Be sure to thank them. And please consider joining them as they help bring original audio theater to you by supporting Comedy Forecast on Patreon.com. Thank you. This year's original 30-chapter story is called The Slow Down. To hear it from the beginning, just go to ComedyForecast.com slash 2021. Now, here's Chapter 30, Back from Beyond. Previously in our story... Giles, the former front desk clerk at the Venus Arms Hotel and Towers, outwitted Red, the criminal posing as an innocent urban explorer YouTuber. After which, Cindy, owner of the deed to the Badger People-created tunnels, revealed some of the secrets of the mysterious glowing spheres we have been seeing throughout this tale. We now join Cindy, Giles, Miss Fallmacher, General Calamity, and two of the crooks who have illegally been removing spheres from the tunnels. The General has secured them in preparation for turning them over to the authorities. Cindy has led everyone to a ladder located in an alcove near the underground library. Here you go. This ladder leads up to bulkhead doors near the Venus Arms. Why didn't you know about this, Bean? Shut up, Peach. Zip it, both of you. You are now on silent running. Got it? Like, okay... Like, have a safe climb. Aren't you coming with us, Cindy? Like, no way. I know this was a traumatic day, but you can't stay down here forever. Like, yeah, I know that. But it's, like, still daytime. I'll leave after that, like, giant ball of gas is gone. I think she means you, General. Ha <laughs> very funny, Fallmacher. But I do agree with Giles that this place is still dangerous. I need to post guards at every entrance. Like, still not cool, General. Okay, fine. Facial recognition monitors. Like, no. Damn it, civilian. I have to do something to protect you. Uh, secure this place. Like, if I need any help, I think you three can, like, handle it. Now, like, time to go. The bright sunlight of a beautiful day in Middling Fair greets Miss Fallmacher, Giles, the General, and the two felons as they emerge from the bulkhead doors. <sighs> Look at that! The hotel is right over there. Ah, the heat wave seems to have broken. What's that huge plume of smoke over there? I think it's coming from grass side green. Does it look kind of purple to any of you? I don't know. Maybe my eyes are still adjusting to daylight. I'm going to march these two over to the police station and also have them put out an APB for that red character. Then back to the base. 
I have to have a few words with someone about their shoddy repair work on Princess. Don't you mean the crawler? Eh, the name kind of grows on you, I guess. Have an outstanding day. And Giles? Yes, General? The General simply salutes and marches off. Now, prisoners, about face. March. You left. You left. You left. Right now, your other left. Ah, you two are useless. I guess it's time to get back to the hotel. And I need to find a new place to sleep tonight, now that Princess is stuck down there. I think we have some rooms available at the hotel. Ah, yes. The traditional April hotel occupancy slump. Unfortunately, the rooms still cost money. Giles, we were all taken in by Red. That lying, filthy, no-good son of a... But you were the one who actually figured it out and saved us. I guess it's a lot easier to be tricked by someone than I realized. Maybe I've been a bit too hard on you. What do you mean? I mean, your old job is still available if you want it. I appreciate that, Miss Fallmarker, and a few months ago I would have jumped at the chance. But now... Yes? I think I want more than just the responsibilities of a front desk clerk. What did you have in mind? Well... A few minutes later... All right, finally some upbeat modern music here in the lobby. This is really a huge turnout for the memorial service, Mr. Panay Piché. Oh, it is the least that we at the Middling Fair Credit Union could do to keep the Venus... uh, to honor Miss Falmarker. The flowers, the banners, and the buffet... I hope the bank holds my memorial service here when I pass on. Yes, well, I'm sure that we have... Pardon? What? Oh, yeah. Everyone here has been talking about how they can't wait for you guys to produce their memorial service. Well, it's been three minutes since I had a cup of coffee. I've got to go find the beverage station. This is worth it, René. The board of trustees will understand. I mean, what is the worst thing that could happen? Suddenly, Giles and Miss Fallmarker walk through the revolving door. Look! That dead lady in the picture is right over there. Hey, dead lady! What in the world is going on here? Miss Falmaka, back from the dead? Dick Bando knew that it was too good to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, please back away from the buffet as quickly as possible. And the bar is closed. What a great scoop for me, bar scoop, Cracker Jack Thomas. I knew it. Once you've had some Caprica coffee and lived, nothing can kill you. When does the movie start? Hi, Denny Hillcrest here. Look, Miss Falmaka, I didn't destroy the place. Just don't look in the basement. I love it! You're sure you want to be responsible for all of this? Sadly, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's going on here, or why there's a picture of me surrounded by flowers and a middling fair credit union banner, but I want to announce that Giles is back. And he will be taking on the position of assistant hotel manager, as well as still being our front desk clerk. Wait, what? 
Do not touch those flowers. You, back away from the dessert tray. Are you people going to check your baggage or what? I have naps to take. You heard me correctly. Farnmarker is alive. We have to come up with a new plan. Do any of you know where Dick Bando can purchase some common light bulbs for Dick Bando's home? Basically, did anyone basically find Cindy? It's like I always say to my mom all the time, Mom, this town is crazy. I want to live here forever. All is well, or so it seems. A short time later, we find Cindy back at the desk in the Badger People Library, continuing to pore over the various writings. She becomes aware of an unusual sound and turns her head in the direction of the noise. There, on the floor near the storeroom, sits a sphere that had not been there earlier in the day. Like, it must have been in with the supplies. The general didn't, like, try to take it. Like, cool. He's learning. Cindy gets up from the desk and walks toward the sphere, but the orb begins to roll. Like, that's new. Cindy watches as it slowly makes its way out into the corridor. She follows. Once in the hall, Cindy is a bit startled to see a school bus in the tunnels. The fresh coat of paint glints in the light coming from the library. Cindy sees that the interior of the cabin is partially illuminated, and she can make out some sort of digital display on the windshield. Like, oh, you must be princess. Like, pleased to meet you. Sorry you're, like, in distress. But Giles said someone will, like, be back to take care of you. Suddenly, Princess goes completely dark. Cindy bends down and can make out the outline of the new sphere. It is tucked up under Princess, the top edge of its curved surface touching one of the solar battery packs. The sphere has begun to vibrate. Like, whoa. Like, I think I have, like, a lot more research to do. What is the sphere doing? And what about the two types of sphere that Cindy has yet to discover? Will the police catch red? And what happened to Mayor Dubois? For answers, be sure to keep listening to Comedy Forecast. And be sure to return next April for another major installment in this saga. But for now, this is your narrator, Gary, saying thank you for listening to this tale from Middling Fair. We hope you enjoyed it. Special thanks to David Wapple and everyone in the Virtual Writers Cafe, and also everyone in the forums at schoolie.net. In this episode, the parts of Abby Fallmacher and Cindy were played by Bonnie Kenderdine. The Young Scout was played by Sammy Price, sammyprice.com. And the narrator was played by Gary J. Chambers, garyjchambersvo.com. Additional voices, as well as story and music by Clinton Alvord. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.
Are you in the mood for a good laugh? <laughs> or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Podcast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.